Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation, the restaurant guest experience podcast, a show where we talk to multi-unit brands and industry experts to get their strategies and tactics you can use to create a five-star guest experience. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, a two-question SMS-based real-time guest feedback platform that helps restaurants measure and improve their guest experience. Now, today's guest is Mr. Benjamin Kaplan, co-founder and CEO of Plant Burger. And I asked him a really interesting question at the start of this podcast because Plant Burger is a really cool brand, New York City-based vegan restaurant. And I said, hey, Benjamin, off the record, you eat meat though, right? And then he went into this beautiful uh, segment about about his journey and plant plants burger journey uh into the the world of vegan so let's cut away to that real quick yeah and on on the record i'm a, a full uh full-on flexitarian i think i've been uh what's exciting about this concept and me being a part of it is like growing into a plant forward eater because i'm growing this this company and this brand so it's been self-fulfilling for me uh in a way and and you know i i love eating i love it is my you know joy factor and and anything else i do is is uh in an attempt to be able to to enjoy uh great meals at the end of the day and so um what this has done is allowed me to like open up my consciousness frankly to like a a stakeholder i've been unconscious to which is our planet and really like understand how my choices personally impact uh, that stakeholder too. And that that's just fulfilling. That's meaningful, right? When you can sort of bring yourself to uh, uh, see something greater than yourself. So, And welcome back again. Um, now, that was beautiful, Benjamin. I really appreciated you sharing your story with us. And uh, tell us a little bit. You told us a little bit about you. Tell us a little more about Plant Burger. Yeah, well, um, I'll answer that question just one time a, a little bit differently, which is, would you trust that I tell you that Plant Burger has uh, some of the tastiest burgers in the world if I didn't eat meat? Uh, That's or a really good point. Uh, hadn't experienced at some point in my life because because truly I I don't I don't eat uh, uh, other cheeseburgers very often anymore, if at all, um, because I just love. Our, our plant burgers as as much as I do, and like it's fulfilling all of my needs and burger cravings and all of that. So, and, it's a and good by the segue. way, yeah, yeah, as someone who has eaten that plant burger many times, um, and for those of you who follow me on Instagram, know that I eat a lot of meat. Um, <laughs> it was phenomenal. It was so good. It, I remember I, I did a reel um, the first time I had plant burger. Because I just wanted to get my reaction the first time I had it. I was shocked at how good it was. And I know that we're, you know, talking a lot about the meats, but I got to throw some love to your milkshakes, man. Oh, yeah. No, of course. That's Uh, the entry point. Yeah. Because for me, not only I I eat meat, but I'm hyper allergic to milk. And so, you know, if if, uh, you want a good alternative to a milkshake that isn't going to leave you feeling like, Oh, I just had like a mouthful of grass. Um, go for the milkshakes and stay for the burgers. Awesome, awesome. I'll I'll take that for sure. And you know, I think 
you you've helped sort of define what is plant burger and how is plant burger uh in in what you just said which is like we're the burger place for everyone really and and for all those people who you know have a reason to say no because i'm lactose intolerant but i really like eating milkshakes with my burgers or yes. uh, I'm halal or kosher, or I have a, uh, a dietary restriction. I'm trying to avoid soy. You know, my doctor told me to eat less red meat. Um, we're just there to give you that, that experience and that craving. And, and that's what we set out to do. So uh, a quick origin story. I mean, really plant burger was an idea uh, at first, at first, and it was an idea based on the emergence of like these iterative meat innovations, right? They, they were starting to come on the market. Uh, they were uh, not available in, in retail in any like major capacity. Um, I was, t- I tasted one um, in my role as uh, uh, working for chef Barbara Lynch. It was an impossible meat, um, like little tiny patty sample that uh, uh, was, was uh, first to sort of market. And, um, at the same time, my co-founder of Plant Burger Spike was, uh, establishing the same similar relationship with Beyond Meat, just a curious chef, like trying new things in the supply chain. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, Plant Burger is a, a long-term solution to what I consider as a math problem here, which is, hmm. you know, we have a lot of people, uh, on this planet who like eating burgers, who enjoy that experience. If, if anything, the the trend is continuing in that direction. More people are are uh, gaining more wealth and able to accommodate more meat in their diet and more meat cravings in their diet. And so, when we're looking at ten billion people and the cravings for burgers at that scale, we don't have the the land. We don't have the resources to put towards growing that much beef for for uh, to satisfy that demand. And so, there's got to be some of these alternative solutions. And certainly. Like a ton of plant-based meat companies come on the marketplace to 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 try and solve for that, um, but the focus I think has been too much on what is the functional value of uh, of doing that, right? Because a lot of consumers, you, you that's not your reason. Where you're not a part of that conversation, you don't want to be a part of that conversation. You don't find yourself needing to be a part of that conversation, and so. Uh, for us, we just want to have a burger conversation with you. And that that's what Plant Burger is all about is like, we don't know why you may you may find us. We don't know what that entry point might be. But we, we know that from a broad perspective, we we can service everybody. We can really uh, be that burger craving for for anyone. And it's because uh, of the choice to be plant based that 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 exists. And Ultimately, again, like our, our impact proposition and our, our future thinking is about uh, sustaining a business long term. And, and how can we in 25 years from now have a brand that is global? And, and if that's, uh, you know, done through a iterative product that people really love and, and adore and, and universally want, then uh, then that'll be great. I love that. And the the whole concept that you're building a true generational brand means that you have to be founded and so ingrained with the guest experience. And so what do you think, Benjamin, is the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? Yeah, from from a, like a purely ops perspective uh, and from from my uh you know concept uh specifically, you know, I think I think 
accuracy and taste are the most important parts of the guest experience. And I put accuracy up there um, because I think when people get what they paid for and feel that they get what they paid for. And so I, I brought in that word accuracy to uh, to sort of uh, be, you know, the 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 experience people were imagining getting is what they get, um, and then uh, taste and and when it comes to food, it's it's always going to be the number one KPC. Um, those are the the low hanging fruit. I think for for the uh, the consumer today, you know, the the most imp- important piece for us to pay attention to as restaurant tours of of the guest experience is. We live in an omni-channel world. We we are all omni-channel. I've yeah. got a phone that's literally buzzing next to me right now while I'm talking to you, and there's a TV on in the background. And sometimes all those things might be saying the same thing to me, or oftentimes they're saying different things to me. We live in an omni-channel world. Our brains are wired for it. We as restaurants cannot resist that and continue to be a legacy product where we expect people to walk in our doors have the experience that that they had 10 years ago. And so, you know, that means our brand as a restaurant needs to be present in an omni-channel world. And so I think that's the piece of the guest experience that's really imperative that that uh that we're focused on right now at Plant Burger. And when you talk about, you know, the the food, the the taste and the accuracy, I think it's really interesting because if you look at the top reasons for negative reviews, in order, it's number one, food, number two, service, number three, value, number four, accuracy. Those are from the the highest, um, all negative reviews volume-wise. So top is food, then service, and value, then accuracy. But the angriest reviews come from accuracy. The second angriest come from service, and then food, and then value. And so that that whole concept of accuracy, I think oftentimes gets brushed under the rug because it's only 6% of complaints are about accuracy, but it produces the angriest guests. And I'm sure yeah. you could think of many experiences, Benjamin, where well, like everything was right, but maybe you missed the fries and it was like all hell's fury breaks loose. Well, of course. And, and frankly, like, I don't know that you you could consciously like track the sentiment or 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 from a data driven st- st- uh, standpoint be able to do this. But if you went back and interviewed all those food complaints, all those service complaints, uh, and all those uh, whatever the third one was, um, th- th- there's a uh, a chance that there was something of value, right? There was a chance that something didn't meet expectations, and that yes. there was prescribed expectations, and it didn't meet it. And so accuracy not only sets off that like fire, but then it's like, okay, what was what was wrong with my food? What was wrong with my service? What was wrong with my, my value? Of course, is going to be a, a piece of uh, of an inaccurate experience. And uh, accuracy, I mean, again, to me, is a, what's the brand promise and what are we delivering on? And and so that. You know that order on Uber Eats is a contract. It's a contract with the guests yes, to, to create. A, oh, a, I love that a, a pure experience that that honors it. Um, and we and we have to do it. You know that's that's uh, that's why I would say it's as part of the guest experience, especially today. I think there's so much optionality that guests are going to go find somebody who who matches that brand promise and that contract with uh, with, with delivery. I love that concept it is 
anytime you place an order, oh, that's so beautiful, Benjamin. It is. <laughs> it's a contract, isn't it? And how do you feel when someone betrays and violates that contract? You know, you know, you're you're pissed. How would you feel if you know Cisco or U.S. Foods, instead of delivering you, you know, uh, a thousand heads, a hundred heads of, ca- of cabbage, brought you two? Right? Yeah. It's like, how would you feel? And and that's exactly how the guests feel. That, that's a great point. I love that. I'm I'm going to start using that, Benjamin. I'll I'll yeah. give you I'll give you credit though. I'll give you credit. Well, I'll, I'll pass on the credit because it's from a, a an operator of mine who's a, a brilliant guest service manager named Roman, um, and he he works out of our uh, New York and our Philly stores, and he uh, you know he 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 uh, he puts that importance on on every single order, and and uh, you know he. He really thinks about it from a fulfillment perspective, and that that's where he trains that that contracting, um, and that's a really important place to do it. Right, the context of that fulfillment and handoff person, especially in our business when it's omni-channel and mostly off-premise, it's just uh, it's it's where we meet the the guest expectations. So, well, yeah, and, and by the of... way, again yeah. to my to my reference point. Like the second you breach a contract, that's when everybody goes back to the contracts and is like, well, what else did they do? <laughs> what else did they do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good point. You get real critical on that yeah. really quickly. Um, what's what's a tactic that you've used to improve the guest experience at Plant Burger? Yeah. So like recently we've been, you know, highly focused on on again, sort of the, the tactical, um, components of things. And I'll put it in technology terms and say, you know, we've really been focused on cleaning up our UI, but that Mm -hmm. is, you know, the in-person experience, the kiosk experience, the digital ordering experience, the, you know, traction, uh, and, and conversion experience from an ad to our, our ordering or from an ad to like where we want you to land. So we've been really looking at like how do we optimize, remove friction points, and uh, you know create sort of a more unified UI across all of our different channels. Because I think that's another place where we sort of you know we built these different channel experiences over time and uh, gotten better as we did it, but didn't go backwards necessarily. So that's been been something that's really important to us. Um, you know, from a a, a, um, a a sort of taking inventory of our UI across every single guest journey. Um, uh, separately, I've been I've been working with um, some great founders on a uh, they have a product called GoGo Go Guest, um, but it's really a a data uh, platform um, with a lot of different kind of actionability uh, components around it and. Uh, Jessica and Chris and I have been working on uh, a really like hyper express commerce experience. So uh, from the call to action to the payment page, basically, and and nothing in between, but really driven by data. So you, Zach Oates, are not going to receive the anything in terms of an optionality of experience, but you're going to receive what we believe is the highest affinity for purchase experience. And if you want to abandon the experience and go shop on our, our, you know, normal shopping cart, great. That's, that's not a bad thing for us either, but I think the uh, focus I have and and the testing that I'm doing is like how hyper efficient can we really be in the, um, 
in the personalization space and like how accurate can we get with that? So, so how, how accurate can I get it estimating what you want uh, without you knowing you want it, sending it to you when I think you want it and, and you acting on that experience. Yeah. That's, that's the Holy grail, right? That's where, that's where we're trying to get to. So I'm, I'm really excited to see that. And uh, um, if there's anything that we could do at Ovation to be helpful with that, we'd, we'd love to. And, you know, looking one we're going to use that, we're going to use custom questions to uh, analyze that experience. Um, oh, so great. You're, you're already helping. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and speaking of which, I'd love to get your your thoughts on like how has Ovation been helpful for you? We've been working together for a while, and one of the cool things is you guys. When we look at our average um, average restaurant across the board, you guys are three to four points higher than our average restaurant in terms of guest satisfaction. And your online reviews are crushing it. I mean, you guys are at a four point seven on Google. Uh, so, I, just just curious, what, what's been your your experience with uh, working with Ovation? How's that been helpful for you? Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I said it to you before, and I'll say it again. I think Ovation is the is is one of the like uh, two tools in our tool belt that has built from a place of of complete operationalization that's not a word but uh that that you you focus so much on making sure this was going to be a useful product up front that you created a tool that like we can't help but love to use and the i'll, I'll give credit to seven shifts as uh, another tool that, that at our, our second tool in our two belt and i'll say we have about you know, 25 tools, and I, I won't name the ones who may not be fully sort of uh, there from an operational perspective, but that that primary focus on making sure the product was usable, uh, first and foremost, and, and highly adoptable across a multi-unit company with lots of different skill sets. And uh, I mean, that has been sort of everything. And the results, therefore, are, speak for themselves, because what you're doing is automating a business process and helping uh, create a business process that's so imperative to getting good online reviews, that's so imperative to uh, creating loyalty and creating uh, a, 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 the, the new metric of, of our, our world, which is, uh, you know, guest lifetime value, right? Um, and so if, if we stop just looking at same store sales, which just focuses on are we driving traffic and we start looking at guest lifetime value as a metric we want to increase over time? What are the tactics? What are the tools that we need in place to get there? Uh, and managing guest feedback in an automated and a, a, uh, a serviceable and an operationalized way is, is imperative to that goal. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that was sort of a 50,000 foot viewpoint on Ovation, but I love all the new features. I think what you guys are doing is building towards that end building towards that truth which is like we're not going to build anything that we don't think is highly adoptable and highly usable by the team yeah and i think that's i appreciate that ben because when i'm looking at what we want to do one of our values at ovation is to build value and my whole concept is if we're not building value i don't want to do it right and that's not keep in mind that's not just build value the, the way that we have it is build value for each other for our customers and for the industry, right? Yeah. So like this podcast is an example of one that it, it fits squarely in there because whether or not we're getting new customers from this, 
these conversations are so helpful to restaurant operators and to hear different people's perspectives on what's going on. And so anyway, I appreciate you calling that out because uh, building value is is so essential. And in hearing that just makes me uh, makes me giddy. So thanks, man. Yeah. No, and I, I I think why we why we connect right. We're two founders of of different uh, ultimate brands or products, and I think why we connect in a way is is what you just said, which is you know you're you're building what you're building to uh, to 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 do better by certain stakeholders that you care about that you really uh, personally want to see succeed um and and you care about and so you know that is everything we're trying to do at plant burger ultimately is is you know again be conscious to uh all the stakeholders in the room in a 360 way it's our team it's our guests our investors it's the planet it's the communities we serve uh how can we do better by them how can we build value uh, by them. And, and so, uh, yeah, that's, that's why our products work together. Well, too. Beautiful, man. And who's someone in the restaurant industry that deserves innovation? Who's someone that we should be following? Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's a great question. I mean, I, I'll throw it to, um, uh, can I have two? Yes. Oh, we'll, okay, we'll give I'll, you two. I'll, I'll give, <laughs> I've, I've had like two answers for every question. Sorry. So, um, first I'll throw it to my, my, uh, my partner, my co-founder, uh, Spike, um, Mendelssohn, who is a world-class chef, you know, incredible, uh, background. Um, but more importantly, uh, somebody who's taught me the, uh, the skill of curiosity um, and, uh, relentless curiosity. And, and I think that is the way that he's really, uh, driven his career as far as it's gone. And he has resisted kind of taking the, the classic post top chef, uh, pathway, I think. Um, and he's done it at the, uh, you know, at the expense of sort of, uh, building a, a personal brand for himself that, that is, uh, nationally known. Um, and he's done it, uh, with, because he's such an innate and, and innately curious person, um, that he's gotten himself involved in the plant-based movement and DC food policy and international food security aid and, and care, uh, in uh, a CPG and, and how chefs can really apply their their skill sets to CPG with Eat the Change and Just Ice Tea that he's launched. And I just, uh, I respect his authenticity to that curiosity in himself when, uh, again, a lot of different pathways were, were sort of already carved in front of him for what success looked like. And instead of choosing what one of those and, and having it move him away from his authenticity, he really you know, chose curiosity and, and, and I, uh, uh, learned that from him. Um, and secondly, I'll bring it back to the, the restaurant, uh, tech space. And uh, I guess a little bit, uh, our, our accounting team, and they're led by a guy named Scott Gilman over at Dine Technology, uh, have been an an invaluable ad value resource, um, to, uh, the industry, uh, to, uh, you know, our company for sure. Um, and, uh, again, is a like-minded guy when it comes to ensuring that everything he's doing is, is, uh, able to be absorbed by the operation and, and creates value. And, you know, he's built a team to service that he's, he's chosen restaurant 365 as a platform to, to expand upon. And, and I think he's done an amazing job, 
really creating an, an amazing add value to uh, to our industry. Dude, two great call outs. And I love that phrase, relentless curiosity. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> yeah, one. That's um, Spike. So love <laughs> so that. For, for better or worse. So Ben, how do, how do people find more about Plant Burger? Yeah, so um, we are 14 locations, D.C., uh, Maryland, Virginia, Philadelphia, New York, and Boston. So if you're in our markets, obviously look us up. Uh, come come find us and, and have a great burger experience if you're craving one. Uh, and then uh, follow us for sure on Instagram at, at PLNT Burger, Plant Burger. Uh, and uh, you can follow me at simplyben365, which is my uh, new Instagram handle that my wife is helping me, you know, manage and and build and uh, uh, you know build build a face behind uh, the 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 curtain here at Plant Burger. Simplyben365. Yes, sir. Great, following it. Well, awesome. Ben, for showing us that sometimes it can be easy and delicious to be green. Today's ovation goes to you. Thank you so much for joining us on Give an Ovation. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite place to listen. We're all about feedback here. Again, this episode was sponsored by Ovation, a two-question SMS-based actionable guest feedback platform built for multi-unit restaurants. If you'd like to learn how we can help you measure and create a better guest experience, visit us at OvationUp.com.